something as simple as wet stairs cost me my career. In the Royal Marines? <laughs> yep. Never mind. Various other horrible, horrible things which mm. make you feel sick and make noises that grown men shouldn't make. Poo and pipes. What else is there is to say about it? <laughs> Poo pipes and robots. <laughs> hey, that's a podcast, isn't it? That's that's a podcast title <laughs> right there. On this episode of The Engaging Marketeer, I am joined by that fencing bloke and soon to be that, that different bloke, I believe. A bit, Ash, of, a bit of everything bloke, I think. A bit of everything bloke, Ash Poole. <laughs> Ash, pleasure to have you have you here. Thanks for having me. Thank so you. so what, what what was the whole basis behind the whole bloke branding? <laughs> Basically, right or wrong, I'm a bloke. I identify you are a bloke. a bloke. Yeah, I can, I can confirm you are a bloke. I identify as a bloke. Right. We work outside. We mm-hmm. do bits and bobs. You know, we do the fencing. I've always been known for doing really high-end fencing. So it just made sense to do it as nice, clean, simple, simple. nice and easy name as the fencing bloke. That yeah. then works well when people are trying to remember who's been around to do a quote because they'll say, who's that guy, that, that fencing bloke? Well, mm. well, that was a guy, his name was the fencing bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's always worked well. I've always been known as the fencing bloke, which is, which is great within the industry. So how, how, long, how long have you been doing that? Is it- uh, we started 2018, so I think, it's, I think we're in year five, year six now. I'm not mm. very good at maths. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's five. Five years. Five years from now. Yeah, yeah from when? Yeah, five years. Definitely. I, I, I can I can fairly accurately confirm that's five. So, what what were you doing before you you started as the fencing block? Um, really varied. To be fair, uh, I left school. Um, long story short, I was always taught. It's like one of them stories that you hear. I was always told I'd never amount to being anything. And mm. then I turned over billions of pounds. Well, I'm not at the billions of pounds. I was going to ask, are you turning over the billions of it'd pounds? It'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice, but no, not yet. No, not no yet. There. Um, in school, was always told, not going to amount to nothing. Um, mm. I've got learning difficulties, which makes it difficult for me to read and write. So I'm dyslexic and I've also got something called Erlen syndrome which basically means that my brain doesn't process what I'm seeing properly. So whereas most people see in 3D, I only see in 2D. But really? it's, it's never been a problem because I'm used to it. I was born with it. It's always been the same. So it is what it is. That then inside my mind went from, I'm never going to amount to nothing to, I'm going to show you that I will amount to something. Mm. Um, so when I was looking for a career or something to do, it was always what's really hard and I looked into many, many different things. I originally wanted to be a pilot, um, but as I've just detailed, I'm not very good at maths and you need to be quite good at maths to fly jet fighters. And you probably need to be able to see in 3D. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that, there's a couple of things that were, were, were no on the tick list. Otherwise, you'd have been right in there. Maverick. Yeah. I don't, I don't look very good in aviators, unfortunately. <laughs> But, you know, oh well, never mind. That's the killer. Jacket, that's, that's the killer. jacket, and motorcycle. Yeah, 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 fair enough. But not the yeah. aviators. <laughs> so started looking at different things. Um, as I say, started out by looking at being a pilot. That was a no go. Mm. So started looking at what else can I do? That's really really hard. Um, so I looked at the Royal Marines. Um, left school, joined the Royal Marines. Unfortunately, got a prolapsed disc in my back, um, so I had to come out. Uh, didn't get anywhere near as far as I wanted to go. Didn't go on any tours or anything like that, but still mm. had the hunger 
to to want to be elite at something. Um, that then went into other bits and bobs, went into close protection. So I was looking after people, uh, assets, um, driving for people. Um, that was always working away. Didn't really want to work away. Mm. So we ended up coming home. Um, went and worked as a, a, a sewer relining technician, which was quite fun. S- sewer relining? Sewer, yeah. Sewer so- relining technician, yeah. For a very, very well-respected company in the UK. Um, that was a... You know what? Actually, down in sewage, no, it doesn't actually stink. Does it just not? Going a, just going off a little bit, a little bit off subject here. Yeah. If people are having a shower, you know what shower gel you're using because it goes down the sewers. Could, are you able to like go underneath certain houses and you could see Depen- what? Yeah, coming depending. Through? Yeah. So. Oh, Mrs. Thomas at number thirty-six. She's on the radox again. Imperial leather. Imperial leather. Could be. It's all got be. Imperial leather. <laughs> But yeah, you can, you can you can tell what people are using, what products people are using. That's frightening. And then every now and again, a, a floater does go past you, which is a bit rubbish. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> pros and cons, as, as the saying goes, pros and cons. So what you're saying is, if if if, if there's any stalkers out there, yeah, that want to properly stalk somebody, yeah. then yeah. get a job in in sewage. Yep. Yeah. And you'll know their daily habits and oh, routines. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. What times? You know what times yeah. they're doing, what they do. You know what what. Products they use to clean themselves. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's an important takeaway. It's an important tip. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, done that for a while. Uh, going back to subject, done that for a while. Then again, that was working away. So looked at uh, work that was working from home. Came yeah. home, uh, was working as a chef. Um, you got from sewage to chef. Yeah, I did have a wash in between. Right, which I'll, was nice. Yeah, it's important. Um, yeah, yeah. Working as a chef, uh, working really hard. Always looked at wanting to create something beautiful for people mm. to enjoy and appreciate. Food was a good way to do that. Yeah. So we worked. Uh, I worked in various restaurants uh, around the northwest, making nice food and making people happy. <laughs> people are happy when they've got food. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know? um, and then the the final piece of the puzzle was I had two and a half thousand pounds left in my bank account. And I was sick of working inside. I was sick of being a chef. Mm. It's extremely hard being a chef. Extremely long hours, extremely hard work. Do you know, for someone who's been in the Marines mm. and yeah. who's worked in sewage, mm-hmm. you're saying being a chef is the hard bit? Probably harder, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, probably harder. Yeah. Wow. There's Big. some chefs listening to this going, I fucking knew it. Yeah. yeah. Huge shout out to chefs. They're, right. they're, they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. and um, wow. But yeah, decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, wanted to go back to working outside, so I had £2,500 in my bank account. I spent it all on timber. It's timber, by the way, not wood. Mm. Uh, spent it all on timber, and the rest is history. And then the, the company was set up as a supply only, really. Mm. So I spent all my money, bought some materials, then learned how to make a fence panel. And took it from there. Started out as supply only. Then realised that the the quality of the work that was getting done just it wasn't it it wasn't that good. It needed that little bit more, you know, that little bit more, that little bit more attention. The the finishing touches. And I thought, well, people are getting paid and they're doing substandard work. Surely I can do yeah. a better job than that. 
So then I started looking at how to install. Mm. So we went from supply only to supply and install. Um, now we're, we're one of the, the better known names in the area um, for supplying great quality fencing to residential commercial clients, which is great. That, that's that's quite a journey you've had there. Yep. Well, um, what, how the, the diagnosis you've got, the, the, the 3D thing, what did you say that was called? Erling syndrome. Erling? Erling, yeah. Erling syndrome. How old were you when you were diagnosed with that? I was in college. So when I was in school, I was always classed as being naughty because my attention span isn't very good. If I'm, right. not, if I'm not interested in something, then I, I tend to not really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So school, um, I was always classed as that naughty kid. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really naughty. It was just I wasn't interested because I didn't really understand how to do it because I couldn't read the text, for example, mm. with the the uh, dyslexia side of things. Um, when, when I went to college, I'd done um, mechanics for a while at college, and one of the tutors was writing on the, the whiteboard with red pen. And I said to the tutor, I said, any chance you can write in a different colour? And he says, why? I says, I can't see the red pen because I, I struggled to see red red writing right so when I was getting told off in school and they were saying marking your work saying fail in red pen I didn't see it so I thought I was doing great but it <laughs> wasn't really <laughs> so then he said oh I want to get you screened um, for something called Erling syndrome I said what, what's that never heard of it and he said oh basically you know we'll, we'll get you screened we'll send you off to a specialist and they'll be able to help so I went to see this lady really really nice lady um, and she realised that something as simple as putting a piece of blue plastic over text stopped the text moving around on the page, which is what I was seeing. So that's when I was diagnosed with having Erling syndrome. I was then sent away with these blue overlays, and because I'd been classed as having a learning difficulty, as it were, mm-hmm. I was then allowed extra time in college to do. Uh, tests and I was also allowed help so I had a lady that used to sit with me in my lessons and rather than me just going I can't do it and that's it I can't see the text or I don't know what anything means I would simply say to her what does that say and she'd tell me what it says and I'd say what does that mean and she'd tell me what it means and I'd say okay fair enough and then i carry on with my work Hmm. so something as simple as that something very small and very inexpensive can literally change someone's life. Yeah. You know, and it turned out I didn't need extra time on tests. I was still finishing in time with everybody else, but I had that little bit of backup of what does that say? It wasn't what's the answer to that question. Hmm. It was what does that say and what does it mean? So, so but, before you were diagnosed then, when, when you were considered naughty, mm. Had you worried that maybe you weren't as smart as other kids or you, you had a, uh, not a different sort of problem? No, I think it's like with, with many other people. You, you can either sit down and think, well, I'm not going to succeed at this, so what's the point? Hmm. Or you can have the mentality of, I will make this work and I will become the very best at whatever I do. Yeah, And that's what I've always aimed for. Like I said before, I've always wanted to be elite at something. I've always wanted to be the absolute top notch at something. Yeah. No matter what it is. And that's what I aim for. Whether I get there or not, it's a completely different story, but that's what I aim for. Mm. So and that 
reflects itself in work, not just as the fencing bloke, but in work that I've done in the past. You know, the consequences of making a mistake in previous jobs means that people can get seriously hurt or die, you know. Now, it's highly unlikely that someone will get seriously hurt or die, but I still have the same thought process behind every single project that we complete. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So do you, do you, what do you think would have happened if you hadn't been diagnosed? I'd probably still carry on the way that I was, but just not have the help and mm. have the qualifications that I got in college, in, in, uh, have the qualifications that I had in college. So they definitely helped in mm. college to get the qualifications, definitely. Because not all, all schools and all colleges, for example, they, they don't all identify things like that. They don't all offer. I believe it's work. a hell of a lot better now. Mm. A hell of a lot better now um, compared to what it was when I was a, a whippersnapper, as it were. Is that even a saying anymore, whippersnapper? I, th- I think the fact that you're using it means that past I'm, tense, I'm old, yeah. that um, yeah. it, it, it's okay to use. And yeah, it, it does mean that, that you are uh, older. But <laughs> what what um, what year was this, or, 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 or decade even? was? Uh, when was I in school? You're asking stuff about numbers again. I know. You're yeah. asking stuff about numbers again. Okay, well, what football team was top of the league? Or who, who was probably no- Manchester United, just, uh, just saying. Right. So it would have just been... Saying. It would have been... Probably 90, wasn't Liverpool. 90s or 2000s then, like... You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was after 1990 then, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was after 1990, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool didn't have anything after that point. No. Yeah. So at what point then did you decide, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join the Royal Marines? It was when I found out that I couldn't be a pilot. So I thought right. that being a pilot would be the hardest thing that I could physically, mentally do. And what made you want to be a pilot? Because it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern yep. already. Yep. Yeah. If it's hard, I want to do it and yeah. I want to do it well. You know, there's no satisfaction in just being, going through a life the easy way. Not and challenging was, yourself. Was this a commercial pilot or do you want to be a, an Air Force a pilot? fighter pilot. Fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. 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 And then maybe a, a test pilot and possibly astronauts after that. Oh, I didn't think that far ahead. Ooh, like that's that's the normal path for pilots, isn't it? Like yeah, they, they, they do that. They try these jets that, you know, no one's got the balls to so even re- try. In, in then, effect, really, I could have been Tim Peake, really, couldn't I? You could have been Tim Peake. There is literally no difference between you and Tim Peake. I'm a bit better looking now. Yeah. Mm. Except that he probably looked good in aviators, and that was it. <laughs> Definitely, that was it. So you couldn't be a fighter pilot. You decided, no. right? I'm going to join the Royal Marines. Yeah. I had a friend in school, a guy called Owine. Mm-hmm. It was his dream. It's always been his dream to join the Royal Marines, mm-hmm. and I believe he did eventually. Right. But he had quite a challenge to get there because it. Let's say it's not an easy process, is no. it, to actually no. pass the test to, yeah. to qualify? Yeah. What 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 was that like? Uh, so you, you've got to do something called a PRMC, which is a potential Royal Marines course, uh, right. where you go down to uh, Limston Commando and basically do, I think it's three or four days of basically getting beasted, uh, which is their way of saying they just thrash you from mm. one place to another. And um, the first time I actually failed it um, because they, they do a, a, a run at the start of the course. I think it's... It's seven and a half minutes, if I remember rightly, to run a mile and a half. Um, and I wasn't quick enough. And that was the very first test. So... I presume this is kitted up as well. Um, no, no. No? Not on a potential Royal Marines course, oh, right. no. Um, so you, you go out, you do your run, 
you come back. I was told that I wasn't quick enough, so got put in the the group of failures, as mm. it were. But like with everything, you can think of it, well, is it a failure or is it a lesson that I can learn? Mm. So then I was told that you can either call it quits now, go home, everything's fine, it is what it is, book back on another course in in the future and we'll take it from there. Or mm. you can accept that you failed, you've not passed this course, but you can stay and complete the rest of the course if you want to. I chose as normally to stay on and do the rest of the course. Of course. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything less of you. <laughs> um, so then you, you, you get beasted in the gym, so it's like press-ups, sit-ups in a certain amount of time, bleep tests, pull-ups, and then various other horrible, horrible things which mm. make you feel sick and make noises that grown men shouldn't make and so on and so forth. But And then you do um, bottom field, which is basically the assault course. Right. Um, so you do that in a time. There's various lessons and, and loads and loads of different bits and bobs as well as interviews and mm. theory side of things. I passed the rest of the course, but obviously failed at the first hurdle, which was I was a little bit too fat to run fast enough yeah. to do the first test. Um, went away from the course mm. as, as I failed, came home straight away, booked on the next course available. Because you knew you could pass it. Yeah, I just needed to run that a little bit faster. Trained hard again. I was running, um, there's a, obviously, I'm sure you all know, but the mountain's not too far away, Snowdonia. Mm. Um, so I used to run up Snowdonia uh, mountain and then walk down and then run up it again. So I increased the training to running up it three times instead of two. Went back to do the course again, the PRMC. Uh, jumped on the course. This time I passed the 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 run at the start, the, the mile and a half run. Mm. I wasn't told my time. And if I'm honest, I don't think I was quick enough the second time. <laughs> really? But people remember things. And the people that were there the second time were the same corporals that were there the first time. Mm. And I genuinely think even now that my time wasn't fast enough the second time either. But they seen the spirit that was inside of me and the, the what's the word? You know, determination. Determination, mm. yeah, to, to make sure that I was able to wear that cat badge. And as I say, I don't think I was fast enough for the second time, but mm. I did pass somehow, but he didn't tell me my time. Oh, yeah. Then I went on to the rest of the course, passed the rest of the course again, and then came home. Um, was given a date to to join up and start my training. Oh. So, yeah, all good so fun. Was, uh, was the rest of the course that you did easier the second time? No. Um, <laughs> Instant reaction, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. Obviously, you, you know what's coming, so it makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, And no. you know you've done it. Yeah, you yeah. know you can do it. Mm. But anybody can do anything. Mm. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. you just got to have the hunger to do it. Um, but yeah, all good fun. So that was me out of school, into college, diagnosed with learning difficulties, aimed high, as high as I could, Royal mm. Marines. And got it. Went into training, managed to get it, failed the first time, got it the second time, mm. got prolapsed disc in my back, can't do anything about that. <laughs> so <laughs> at, what, at what point was that discovered? It- that was towards the end of training. Was it? Yeah, so the, the training is 32 weeks. 
Um, 32 weeks? 32 weeks, yeah. yeah. Jesus. It's the longest basic training in the world. Wow. Um, it was towards the end of basic training that I got a prolapse disc in my back and it wasn't even for anything good. It was not as if I can say, oh, I was fighting a shark and, <laughs> you know, I'd done this. That's the first thing you thought of, yeah. fighting a shark. <laughs> or, I don't know, I, I, I jumped off a cliff and hurt my back and I fell down yeah. the stairs and I wasn't even drunk. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, something as simple as wet stairs cost me my career. <laughs> in the Royal Marines? Yep. Never mind. Now I'm an offensive bloke. Now you're the fencing bloke. Silver linings. And you still you still qualified as a Royal Marine? I still wore a cap badge. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. I didn't make it to get a green berry, which is still haunts me to this day. But I'm lucky enough that I have wore a cap badge, and if I'm honest, I did steal my cap badge as well, which you're not allowed to do. I, I was, I was going to say, you... Just yeah, cut I, that I, bit, cut I, that I, bit. You won't cut that bit. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody from the MOD listening? He's bluffing. He hasn't really. No, 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 I haven't got it. No, the same as I don't speed. <laughs> That's a different department, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 95 is not speeding, is it? No. Kilometres. Just say kilometres. Kilometres, yeah, kilometres in a 30. Um, so, you, <laughs> after, after you did that, you, you said you, you became essentially like a bodyguard. Uh, yeah, yeah, so close protection. Um, so, basically looking after people, looking after assets... Uh, I once had a detail looking after a racehorse, which was interesting. <laughs> uh, anything high value, we, we used to look after uh, in teams. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that was fun. That was fun. Um, sometimes, like you say, you'd be looking after extremely expensive materials. Hmm. And other times you might be looking after a person or you might be looking after a family or you might be looking after a racehorse. A racehorse? A racehorse. <laughs> well, I'm guessing it was a racehorse. We didn't know. But we obviously I realised it was a horse when I got there, but we didn't know it was a racehorse or not. But I'm pretty sure it was probably a racehorse. Pretty yeah. sure it was. I mean, yeah. yeah, unless it's somebody's really expensive pony. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So did did you look after anybody that we might have heard of, or are you not allowed uh, to tell us? I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. You're not allowed to tell us. I actually don't know if I'm allowed to tell you because like it's been a while. To be fair, yeah. so I probably could tell you, but I don't know. <coughs> but so you're not sure. I'm not sure. So I better not. Just you're not sure. Okay. Was it, any sort of fields? Are we talking? Acting? Are we talking footballers? Are we talking yeah? So pop it, stars? It, it just basically, in the nicest way possible, whoever could afford you. So yeah. it might not be a footballer, yeah. you know, but it might be a footballer's family, hmm. for example, or it could be a property tycoon somewhere, hmm. and you're looking after them and their family, or it might be an event. You know, we've done quite a few events um, at like the O2 and stuff like that where. You'll be looking after the VIP area for for a big boxing event or right. or UFC event or whatever, um, and you 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 know you go down, make sure that all the VIPs are all safe, but they all have their own close protection details as well. Hmm. Um, looking after them, but we're just there as a little bit of added security, as it were. And and the obvious question: Did did, did anything kick off while you were doing it? No, because we were quite good at our job. So, oh, so, <laughs> so it's more sort of deterrent rather than... Believe action. it or not, is if anything kicks off, you leg it. Not on your own, with your client. <laughs> with your you client, leg it. Yeah. <laughs> you try and get your client as, way, as far away from trouble right. as quick as humanly possible. So you don't stand there and try and confront it head on if you mm. can help it. Sometimes you have to, but most of the time it's just, let's go quick. Mm. But if you've done your job properly, you'll be able to see 
that is a problem that's going to happen before it even happens. Yeah. So, but it's all down to planning. Planning, recce's, making sure that you know escape places for different bits and bobs, mm. you know your routes. Uh, if a client wants to go to a restaurant, you'll go to the restaurant beforehand, make sure that they uh, you find out the floor plan, exit routes, fire doors, so on and so forth. Wow. The fancier places already have that for you. Do they? Yeah, they do, yeah. Well, they have in advance, they can just email it over to you. Yeah, you go to the front desk of the fancier places and they don't even ask who they are, they just give you a folder. (laughs) Because they know who you are. (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, it's cool. And did did, um, did the training for the Royal Marines come in handy for that? I presume it did. Um, Yeah, I suppose different parts of it, not so much the fitness side of things, but, you know, Presenting yourself, obviously, as a Royal Marine, you've got to make sure everything's perfectly, perfectly presented, folded up properly, ironed, so on and so forth. Mm. That translates into the CP world because you need to look after your kit. I only done UK-based stuff I didn't do overseas, but there's guys overseas that if you're wearing the same pair of undies for a week, you're going to start getting problems depending on the climate that you're in. You like would Dubai, anyway. for example. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have bigger problems depending on yeah. the areas that you, you are. Well, you people know. aren't going to go near you. No. no. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that might be a tactic, actually, thinking yeah. about it. Uh, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to look after your kit. Yeah. Kit's very important in both worlds. Um, you've got to look after your client. Um, you've got to look after your oppos. Make sure that everybody's working together. Mm. Teamwork, you know. And dealing with stressful situations and high-intensity situations, there's always fight or flight, isn't there? But you've got to be kind of in the middle. You know, mm. you don't want to just leg it and then go, I haven't got my client. But you don't really want to stand there and say, stand behind me, I'll yeah. protect you. I'll protect you. Yeah. Because you just never know what's going to happen. So you've got to have a, a good strategy of the best of both worlds, really. Yeah, to be honest, what was going through my mind there when you talked about that? I'm thinking of the Patrick Swayze film, Roadhouse. Well, I don't think I've seen that. Have you not seen that? I don't think I've seen that. No, no, I don't know why it's relevant. It's probably very insulting to compare it to your industry. But um, he was a a cooler, a bouncer. Right. But he was, like, known as the best bouncer. Yeah. And he went into this club that was really rough, and Uh then they were all, like, you know, fights breaking out every single night, throwing bottles, people getting stabbed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he had to evaluate all of the bouncers. He was living in Birkenhead. He was working in Birkenhead. He was in Birkenhead, yeah. Yeah. It's all set in Birkenhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might have to cut that bit. <laughs> no, no, I've got into trouble for insulting Birkenhead before. It's absolutely fine. We've got we've got property in Birkenhead. We love Birkenhead. I like Birkenhead. Uh, I do like Birkenhead. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, there's some nice areas. I mean, the park's beautiful. You know, yeah. Yep. Central Park in America is based on Birkenhead. Which a lot oh, of people yeah, don't know so in is, New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. But anyway, in in Roadhouse, yeah. he has to evaluate the bouncers because some of them, as you say, with the fight or flight, some of them deliberately start the fights themselves. Because right. they want the confrontation. Right. They want the aggro. They want the fight. Yeah. And they all get sacked on mm. his first day mm. because he identifies them. They're not the kind of people yeah. you want in the business. 100%. And I imagine it's similar for, for yours. If yeah. there's people like that who are physically able to take care of themselves, they've got all the skills for the job. 100%. But if they look for trouble, it's not going to work for the business. Yeah. Yeah. You're causing problems that don't, don't need to be a problem. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, completely agree with that. Completely agree. Yeah. There needs to be a balance between the two, really. 
I, I presume in that business as well, you were making pretty good money. From, from what I see from films and telly, it's quite well paid. Well, it wasn't always looking after people. It was all. It was also looking after uh, materials. So, you know, you, you, you'd be looking after extremely expensive stuff and that was called asset protection because you're looking after people's assets. Mm. Um, so that was like, you know, you, you'd be looking after specialist machinery that... Fair enough, it costs a hell of a lot of money, but it's the time that it takes to replace it as well, which yeah. is the value, because time is valuable as well, you know. So there's that side of things, but the money side of things can be good. Um, you're not necessarily doing it for the money, even though it is nice. You're doing it because you want a bit of pride and you, you want to do a good job with what you're doing, mm. you know. But, and it was the same with the Royal Marines as well, I believe, right or wrong. I think the Royal Marines in training, I think they're the lowest paid soldiers in training um, yeah. because you've got the mentality of if you're here for the money, it's not the right place for you. You need to be here for the cat badge because you want to be proud to wear that cat badge. Mm. You know, Not you just want to cash in and make loads of money and off you go. It's mm. not really like that. You, mm. you've, you want to take pride in what you've achieved and what you're aiming to achieve. So what what made you then want to leave the protection business? It was because we were working away, working away a lot, um, all over the country, doing different bits and bobs. So it was time to come home, looked at different stuff at home, didn't really have anything that took my fancy, so I ended up going to the fail-safe, which is working away again with one of my friends who offered me a job working in the sewers. Um, that was working all over the country as well. But it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. It was interesting. Uh, there was different pieces of machinery. <laughs> so there's different pieces of stuff floating <laughs> past. <laughs> well, there's that as well. Uh, different pieces of machinery and stuff that we used to look after. We used to um, have like these special camera robots and cutting robots. Oh, um, now you're talking my bit, oh, my yeah. language. Oh, I. Yeah. Um, I used to look after and maintain them as well. Yeah. Um, they were good. They were interesting. You know, cleaning them, obviously, as you have to, but <coughs> maintaining them as well. Mm. Um, cool bits of cool bit kit. Really, really cool bits of kit. You know you're living when you've got to clean poo off your robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 living the dream living the dream <laughs> back of the net yeah um, if they could see me now if they could see me now yeah. wiping poo off a camera robot they'd, they'd be so jealous but yeah maybe not uh, yeah that, that it was cool it was interesting yeah. you know like, again it was hard you know long hours mm. uh, once you've put the, the cord liners. So basically what used to happen is if there was um, a pipe that had broken underground, you'd install a liner, which is like a sock, which has been impregnated with resin. Right. Um, and then you basically tie it off like a sausage. Um, and then we used to do a, a curing process called steam. So you, you pump steam through the liner until the resin goes off because mm. um, it's a heat-activated resin. Then you cut both ends off. Then you'll send the cutting robot in to open up the connections, uh, which then lets people's houses pipe join to the main line. Right. Um, but once there's a liner in the ground, 
you can't go home until it's done what it needs to do. Mm. Otherwise, you can have big, big, big problems. <laughs> big problems. Um, so, yeah, long hours. Interesting stuff. Stuff that I never even knew existed. Um, I think it's called No Dig Tactics or something. There's like conferences and everything on it. No no Dig. I don't know. It's it's <coughs> No Dig something. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a big, 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 massive following for that kind of stuff. Um, I don't really know why, if I'm honest, because it's 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 clever. <coughs> it's clever. I I guess if, if if you're into something, yeah, you really get into, you're into it. it. You're into it. Yeah. 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 So what, what what sort of? I've got to ask this. I mean, people flush stuff, don't they? Oh yeah. Have you found anything weird? Uh. There is always the usual, you know, wet wipes and yeah. earbuds and nodders and stuff. Nod- nodders? Nodders. What's a nodder? Come oh, on. sorry. Come on, Dad. Yeah, I, I, I've done, I'm it's from South Wales. I don't oh, use okay. the phrase nodder. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, know, I've, I, I get what you mean now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, you know. <coughs> and then the, the big problem that they were having, um, I don't know if it's still a problem, but was fat. So... Mm. Uh, people pouring chip fat and stuff down the drains and then obviously as fat cools down it goes hard sticks to the edges yeah. and then you you end up with blockages I think it, was, that's what was they call a fat burger fat burger I was just going to say about that yeah. wasn't there was a humongous one in London in London a while ago wasn't yeah. there where it just all gets together and bits stick to it. It, and it yeah 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 didn't find anything interesting which is <laughs> some people have, have as as the tales mm. uh Tell, you know, people have found jewellery and stuff in the past, but I wasn't lucky enough to find stuff like that. Nothing like crocodiles or alligators or something? No, no, that was on a film, that wasn't it? Oh, it was many, yeah, yeah, many, many yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a film, I think it's just called Alligator, I think. Oh, right, okay. Where, it, where it's, yeah, pet is flushed down the toilets. And no, we didn't see any Obviously grows huge yeah. and then starts killing people yeah. in the, yeah. I think it's in the New York subway sort of thing. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, no alligators. And of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they were flushed yeah, down the toilet. didn't see them. Didn't see them? Didn't see them. No. Seen lo- quite a few rats, you see them. Yeah. Um, but they tend to clear off as soon as they keep hear themselves. Yeah, yeah, keep themselves yeah. to themselves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... Poo and pipes, what else is there to say about it? <laughs> Poo, pipes and robots. <laughs> well, hey, that's a podcast, isn't it? That's, that's a podcast title <laughs> right there. Poo, pipes and robots. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Nick will be editing this, and Nick, I think we found our title. Um, <laughs> poo pipes and robots. <laughs> that just covers all the main bases, doesn't it? Yeah, all the we interests. May well, we may as well call it quits now. Yeah, that's yeah, it, we've, peaked. We've, peaked. we've peaked. We've peaked. Yeah, it's all so, downhill from here. So, <laughs> while you were submerged, not quite literally, hopefully, in your poo pipes and robots, yeah. what made you think, you know, I want to leave this behind? You know what? It wasn't because of the poo pipes and robots. It wasn't. Well, no, obviously. It's the, the same as last time. Working away. Working, working, working away. away. So you left the protection business because yeah. you were working away. And then yeah. you went into the poo pipes and robots, but still working away. Yeah, because I was looking for stuff around here. There wasn't anything that tickled my fancy. Oh, so was this all over the UK? This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing really that tickled my fancy. So I went and played with poo pipes and robots for a bit. Mm. Got stuck with that. Uh, wanted to come home again. Came home and then that's when I went into chefing, um, and I enjoyed that for a long time. 
Did, did you have qualifications in Sheffing at all? No, no, no. Did you tell them you had qualifications in Sheffing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't one of them when you lie on your CV. Right. <laughs> it was a case of, uh, can I have a go? Mm. This is what I've done before. And I work really hard. And they went, to be honest, they were probably just desperate. Mm. And thought, we'll take anyone here. Yeah, go on, we'll try this guy. And I, I worked really hard. Mm. Uh, enjoyed it, did enjoy it, um, but again, it's so hard being a chef, honestly, it's so hard, mm. long hours, constant pressure, you know, it can be the middle of winter and you'd be on the cook line as a chef and it's unbelievably hot, you know, you've got many, 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 many people relying on you to provide them with a good night out mm. and sometimes it doesn't work. You know. What 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 sort of kitchen were you in? Uh, we just used any kitchen really. We've done I've done pubs, I've done restaurants. Oh, so you were travelling around? You were yeah. in a particular restaurant? Yeah, it was all in the northwest. It was all in the northwest, yeah. but I worked for a couple of different places. Um, some was like just really basic stuff. Mm. Some was quite nice stuff, you know. But as I say, there's only some so long someone who's worked outside all their life can work inside mm. before they go. Oh, I kind of want to go outside again. <laughs> <laughs> so. For the chef in, it wasn't because I was sick of working away. It's because yeah. I was sick of working inside. Inside. That's why I, get, that's why I stopped and, doing that. And, and what was your favourite thing to cook? Uh, I used to like doing desserts. Oh, yeah. Not awesome. eating them, believe it or not. No, really? I'm not massively into So you desserts. like making desserts, like but making not eating them? You make them look pretty. Oh, fantastic. I, I, I like pretty. you even more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what sort of cheesecake is your favourite? Oh, now, do I go boring and say vanilla? What, the old New York cheese, New yeah, York cheesecake? New York cheesecake, or do it? Well, you can make any cheesecake, really, can't you? Yeah, but what did you like? What, what, what? Mm. It doesn't have to be. What, what's your favourite dessert? What did you like to make? What I like to make? Yeah. Uh, like pastries. Pastries are quite nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can make them look pretty again. So, uh, can you still do that now? Yeah. 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 I bet you're popular. Well, I don't, but it's the same <laughs> as with other things, I'm sure. I don't know, there'll be a plasterer listening and yeah. the, his kitchen needs plastering, but mm. he's too busy making sure that everybody else's kitchen looks fantastic to do his own. Yeah. The same as when I was a chef, I lived on beans on toast because I didn't want to cook fancy food when I got home. Yeah. <laughs> and now, specialising in transforming <clears throat> outside spaces, you want to see my back garden. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, my wife, oh, she's not happy with She's me. not happy, no. You know, it, it's one of them, I say to her, I know it needs doing. You don't have to remind me every six months. You know, I, mm. I know it needs doing. Yeah, you're right. If a I, man says he's going to do something, it'll get done. He's going to do it. At some Stop point. reminding him every six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Exactly. Definitely. If he's going to pick that up off the floor, he's going to get it. <laughs> it might take 18 months. It might take two years, but he will pick it up. At some point. At some future. point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I say, you know, now, as it, when, sorry, when I was a chef, I didn't really want to make fancy food when I got home. So yeah. I just have a microwave meal or yeah, beans on toast. Or... I'll be honest, the builders I've known as well, their houses are always in a various stage yeah. of repair yeah. Yeah. because they don't do it. They do other people's, yeah. they do paid work first. Make sure that everybody else is happy before yeah. yourself. Yeah. And they've always got their missus going, you're a fucking builder. <laughs> when are you going to Why am I living like this? Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's the same in my house. Mm. My back garden's probably <clears> about... 50% done. Yeah. And it's been like that for about a year. 
Yeah. It's the same in our industry, to be honest with you, with web designers. Yeah. Often their websites, they don't revisit. Yeah. They don't do. Yeah. Quite a lot of web design companies, their website has a holding page on it because they're meaning to get to it, mm. but they're just doing client stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it is quite common. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that, that's across the board with pretty much everything. You know, do, do laundrettes walk around in dirty clothes? Dirty clothes, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But electricians have no power at home. Well, I don't know if they can afford it now. Mind That's you, Sparkies, true. no Sparkies out. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're minted, right. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave Bundy in RB&I, he's got more gold on him all than, than Mr. T. All of it. Yeah. All of it. He's, yeah. he's got all of the money in. He just jangles when he walks. Yeah. That's it. That's how you know he's coming. Yeah. It's like one of them ring doorbells. It is. You, you can hear him. Yeah. And then he just appears. Yeah. He owns a racehorse as well. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course he does. Yes. Flipping heck. Well. It's money in electric. Because he's a sparky. Sparky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What other trades can we apply that to? <laughs> might be something. We might be onto something here. We <coughs> might not. Decorators. Decorators. Yeah. Oh, that's a good They're not going to come home and decorate, are they? No. 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 Yeah. Not a lot. Never mind, eh? So, trades. You yep. decided that, that fencing yep. and, and timber, not wood. Yep. Why is it timber, not wood? Oh, it's a long story. Oh, go on. It's a, no, <laughs> it's, a, it's too long. It's too long. But yeah. T- <laughs> when you buy pieces of wood. Right. As it were. Buy pieces of wood. To actually, it's, it's timber, basically. Okay. So like timber merchants, you know. What's the difference? It just, it, it's a long story. We don't need to go into it. I'll end up going off on one. I've been, I've done well so far. I haven't swore yet. You haven't, no. <laughs> I've slipped a few in, but yeah, you haven't done it. I'm trying my best not to. I'm on my best behaviour. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we're, we're not. And you're happy. indoors as well. You can't be happy about that. Nope. But it's quite cold. It is quite cold. So that's good. Yeah. You haven't treated me to any heating today. Well, that's because it's noisy. Uh, it's really noisy. See? Yeah. Specialist in your field. Yeah, got to cut the I'm sound I'm sat down. here thinking... Why hasn't he put the heaters on? You're thinking, I can't put the heaters on because then no one will hear us. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Mm. But yeah, so timber. Timber, not wood. Timber, not wood. It's just timber. It's just timber. It's just easier. Timber. <laughs> I don't think we're going to find out why it's timber, not wood. No. No. Like, honestly, it, I'll end up going off on one. It goes too far into it. There's different definitions of when you call things timber, you call it wood at a certain point, you call it lumber at a certain point, and so on and so forth. Lumber? So, yeah. When, when does timber why become lumber? Why your eyes keep on lighting up when I'm saying stuff why, like why, why does Because this is the kind of nerdy stuff I like. <coughs> when does timber become lumber? Google it. Ah. Oh. Google it. That's a good one to say, isn't it? Google it. It is, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's good content for your website. Yep. When does wood become timber? Timber become yeah, lumber. What's the difference? I could, do, I could do a blog on that, couldn't I? Because people are going to listen. Yeah, they're going to they're going to be googling it now. Yeah, yeah. And you may as well have the answer. May as well, but they would have already found it out because they've googled it. Ah, no. Well, you see the schedule. This doesn't well, go out for a couple. Google. This doesn't go out for a couple of weeks. So you've got, ah, time. Right, you got okay, time. Fair enough. Plenty of time. Fair enough. Plenty of time. Fair enough. Mm. But yeah. So yeah. So hopefully, anyone googles that now, Ash's website shows up because he's done it. Hopefully. <laughs> One camera. <laughs> Got cameras everywhere. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So yeah, what, what what made you want to actually do that? I don't know. To be honest, I just good answer. Excellent. <laughs> it, it's true though. I don't really know. You know, I, I, I was looking at different bits and bobs to do, and I thought, should I start a business? Should I go and work for somebody else? What do I do? I, one thing that was for sure, I wanted to be outside. 
Mm. Another thing that I was passionate about is making sure that it was something that could be creative with. Um, I wanted to make people happy and I wanted to solve a problem. Mm. So fencing fits in with that. Ticks all those boxes. Yeah, mm. you know, you know, you can be creative with it. I get to use tools, which is nice. Mm. It's very, you know, good. Use nice materials and solve people's problems, you know, and talk to people, find out what the problems are, not just go in and say, what do you want? I want mm. this. Okay, it'll cost you X amount of money. Why do they want it? Think of the, 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 the bigger picture, you know, do you need this fencing because you've got a dog or mm. are you getting a dog? Or have you just come and moved into this place and it's not fit for your needs? Have you got children? You know, is there going to be landscaping going in there in the future? If so, we need to do it like this. Mm. Rather than just go in, throw it in, get paid and get gone. Yeah. We don't do that. We want to do it where people are getting what they want because it's it's bloody expensive, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a cost that people don't, you don't get you, you don't get paid every month and go right. There's my mortgage money or my rent money. There's my food money. There's my bills money. And then that money there is because I might need a fence in the food in the future. Yeah. Hey. Sorry about that. That was a uh, that was Homer Simpson <laughs> on the Simpsons tapped out game interrupting us, oh. shouting better them than me. Fair uh, enough. It, it's it, yeah. I I didn't put my phone on silent. Oh dear. Nope, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> never mind. It is it is. <coughs> just pretend Homer never did that. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. We'll just pretend. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But um, I don't know. Where, where was I? You, you, you were solving people's needs. Yeah. Solving mm. problems. Because it's expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. It is expensive. To do it properly, it's expensive. Mm. You know, you buy cheap, you buy twice, unfortunately. Yeah. And that applies to many, many, many different things, you know. And I heard in, in, I don't know if this is right, in the carpentry game, that if you measure once, you cut twice. <laughs> if you measure twice, measure twice you cut, cut once. once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> measure three times, you definitely only need to cut once. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming all the measurements are the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got three different measurements. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, start again. Start again. <laughs> I'll go somewhere in the middle. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice to meet people, talk to people. I have good relationships with people, you know, Clients that we we done work for three or four years ago, mm. they're still messaging now and commenting on social media posts and calling us back to do additional work. Luckily, you know, in all the time we've been going, we've only had one project where there was a problem after we we we'd completed the work, and that was due to one of the storms. I don't know which one, but one of mm. the bigger ones. Um, managed to snap a post. Wow. Um, but that wasn't necessarily because of the way that we'd installed it. It was because the post had a defect that we didn't see. Right. But the aftercare with that is we just go and replace it hmm. rather than moaning and yeah, we'll do it when we can and so on and so forth. We just go and we just fix it, fix hmm. the problem, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice. I meet a lot of nice people, really nice people. Hmm. Um, I've met some pain in the bums, but the nice people far 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 more of them than the pain in the backside yeah and you get it don't you you know you you get the odd pain in the backside every now and again but it doesn't matter because we've got loads and loads and loads of people that do appreciate what we've done Mm. 
and then ask us to come back to do more work, you know, and ask us to do additional work of, can you do some paving? Yeah, we can. You know, can you install a garden room for us? Yeah, we can. You mm. know, so now this year we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit and actually advertise that we do other stuff as well. Um, not just a fencing, even though I've always been known as the fencing bloke. Mm. We're now trying to broaden our, our offering into other bits and bobs. Uh, so now we're basically saying that if it's outside, we can do it, you know. Um, that's both commercially and residential as well. And uh, we're spe- trying to specialise in transforming outside spaces. How do you like that one? Specialise in transforming outside spaces. It's got the word transforming in it, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for You'll that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the, the the garden, um, the garden rooms, the cabins, yeah, in effect, yeah. that that's a, a huge thing at the moment, and, and has been a oh, huge yeah. thing, I think, since just before lockdown. I believe Cause, so. Because yeah. we had a cabin installed in in our yeah. garden back in 2017, 2018, space, something though, like that. It? It's more usable yeah. space. You know, the, the particularly in our country, mm. where the garden is only really usable for about four or five months out of oh, the year, yeah, yeah. whereas a cabin makes it usable. 12 yeah, months out of the 100%, year. 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're great, you know, they can be used as a as an office, they can be used as a playroom, mm. you know, a, a spare, like, entertainment space. And if you get the right ones and inst- get them installed by people that know what they're doing, mm. they'll last a very, very, very long time. Mm. You know, you can get... <laughs> it's funny because in the summer you see all these companies pop up of... I don't know, A, B, C, D fencing and yeah. Dave and his mates fencing <coughs> and blah, 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 this and cabin this and so on and so forth. And you see some of the work that they put on and you think, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But then there's good companies. There's lots and lots of good companies, you know, um, that do a good job, which is great. But then, like you say, with the, the, the garden rooms and cabins and so on and so forth, it brings a new new area of space that you can use for different things you know which is great solving people's problems solving people's problems rather than buy a house just put an extra room in your garden <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that, that, that that's part of the big reason of it isn't it yeah because yeah, yeah. obviously with um mortgage prices going up people are struggling to afford to be able to move yep um possibly they've got reduced equity in their house maybe they have no equity at all mm-hmm. and if they have to get more space then they can either extend up into yep. the loft or they can go out into the garden. That requires planning permission of the builder yep. or they can have a cabin. Yep. Which... Some garden rooms do need planning permission though. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, it's a height, isn't it? And proximity it's, to border. That's and, it, that's yeah. it. But we've got specialists that we work alongside for planning permission as well. So mm. it's, again, listening to the to a client's needs, you know, going to a property and just going, yeah, you can have one. And then six months later, someone moans about it and you have to take it down. Mm. We like to provide a service where, okay, there might be a problem with this. Shall we get another company involved that we work alongside? Which yeah. we do, you know, and we have done in the past and we will do in the future. Yeah. Then problems can either be solved as, yep, yeah, we don't need planning for that. Let's go ahead and install it. But it's always good to spend that money and get that definite, you, mm. you know, decision. Of, yeah, we're fine. Let's go ahead. Yeah. I, I believe it's so many meters from the border, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Is it two or? Five? Uh, I think it's two meters. Yeah, or two meters. Two point five meters tall. You're allowed within 
two foot of the boundary, something like that. I'm not the specialist in that. I think it's two metres of the boundary. I think you're right, 2.5 metres in Mm. height. Yeah, I'm not the specialist in that. Because the the cabin we've got is over 2.5 metres at the front. Mm -hmm. But it's not at the back. Yeah. And it's not two metres away from the border at the back, Mm -hmm. but the height is 2.5 or two metres, whatever it is, away from the border. Mm -hmm. The one side of us, it is too close. Yeah. But the neighbour's fine with it. You know, that's we, fine. We, yeah, we yeah. asked her about it. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. And we've even had CCTV installed to protect the back door. Oh, great. And we had to check with her on this as well because it shows her back door yeah. in, in her property. Yeah. And she was cool with that because it, it provides her, it provides her with security as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. So as long as you're cool with your neighbours, mm. there's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. The problem Until, is, of course, a lot of people in the UK are not cool with their neighbours. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's where we come in with the fencing side of things because we can provide a boundary between you and your neighbours. Well, that, that, that's one thing I wanted to ask about with, 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 with fencing. When somebody has a fence in their back, their back garden, say, for example, they've got a neighbour to the left, a neighbour to the right, a neighbour yep. at the back. Yeah. How does the payment work oh, for that? Oh, you throw me under the bus there, Darren. <laughs> I have. You throw me under the bus there. It, it's up to the client. It's mm. up to the client. You know, if people want to share the cost, they can share the cost. If they want to pay for it themselves, they can pay for it themselves. We've I've had many discussions in the past with many, many clients of, I want this, but next door wants this. Yeah. Just put the fencing on the inside of the fencing then. You know, there's ways around it, which might be the right way to do it or might be the wrong way to do it. I advise on both ways and whatever the client decides, it's up to them. But we also offer stuff that's neighbor friendly as well. So we've got options that look the same on both sides. So there's no good side and bad side and I'm not paying because I'm getting the bad side or mm. I shouldn't have to pay as much because I'm getting the worst side of the fence and you can both have the same, you know. Don't get me wrong, it costs <coughs> a little bit more, but mm. it's it, it's double the amount of materials or there's a lot more time that goes into making that style of fencing. Um, so th- there is options that can... You know, look after everyone. Hmm. It doesn't always work, if I'm honest. But no. there is options. There is options there. Yeah. You know. But yeah, border sp- border disputes. There's border disputes. We've had people. It's TV programs about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also as well, talk to your neighbours about what's happening. Even if you get on with them or not, hmm. if you're looking to install a fence along the boundary line tell your neighbour that it's going to happen because people like us or other fencing contractors or landscape designers or whatever, they're there to install the project. They're not there to play negotiation with you Mm. and your neighbour. You know, and jobs, time is money at the end of the day. Mm. And if you're stood there talking to a next door neighbour of your client, that's time. It's taking time to solve an issue for you to carry on doing your job, which is it's not fair. Mm. You know, for a simple conversation of either poking your head over the fence and saying, guess what, this is coming out next week and we're getting a new one, or going around and speaking to them nicely and saying just to let you know, can solve so many problems. Yeah. You know, and stops a headache for the contractor and also stops a headache for you. That's when people do fall out with the neighbours who normally would have got on really well. <laughs> yeah. You know, just a little bit of communication. Some usually works well. Usually. 
So yeah, there's a little free tip for you. Mm. How to keep your keep your neighbours happy. Just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same in all businesses, really. If you, if you communicate with the client or the customer, so they yeah. know what's going on, they'll be happy about it. Yeah. You know, if you let them know there's a delay with this, it's going to be this point. Then they're happy about it. Yeah. It's when you don't communicate. It's the real world. And they start to worry, and they have to chase it. That's when things yeah. things go wrong. It's the real world. You know, things mm. happen. Delays happen. Materials don't turn up, or mm. I don't know. In your world, maybe software hasn't been delivered on time, or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a techie <laughs> guy. You know, I work with my hands, you know. <laughs> yeah, software tends to arrive like that because you download it. Yeah, but, that's a good point, actually. It's a good point. Yeah. Depending on what speed internet you've got. Is that still a thing or not? That can be a thing, yeah. Is it still a thing? That can be a thing, yeah. Yeah. Remember when you used to have to put a hamster in it? <laughs> and, it, you know, eventually, if you were lucky, eventually... You'd, you'd get the web page that you were looking for, mm. but it'd just load bit by yeah. bit. Just go oh. make yourself a cup of tea, come back, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. eventually it'll have loaded, and then you realise it's the wrong page. Yep, yep, <laughs> and then you got to start again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah communication across any industry mm. is, is really important. It's key. Yeah, you know, um, just let people know mm. what's going on, why the delays are happening. Speak to them. Mm. You know, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 that's, that's a valid tip for all businesses as you say believe it or not we are actually coming to the end here are we we are we are actually coming to the end here so as, as, as a final question yeah if somebody wants to get in touch with you yeah. whether that's to just have a chat with you maybe maybe work a podcast with you for example yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're open to do more of these I've not frightened more. you off no no nope. not frightened you off or if they want to work with you for a fence or yep. for, for a garden garden structure, garden building, yep. or if maybe there's some landlords or letting agents out there that want to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? So the best way to get in touch with us is either head over to one of our websites. Um, at the moment, other ones are in development, but we've got one live, which is uh, thefencingbloke.co.uk. Uh, you could either send us an email, which is info at thefencingbloke.co.uk. Or you could give us a call on uh, 0330-175-6196. Okay, excellent. And I will put those details below the podcast as well. Perfect. So anyone watching this on, on YouTube, for example, it's right below the video. Anybody listening to this on Spotify or Audible or, or Apple or something, then it'll be in the description below it as well. So you've got Ash's details there. Great. So, Ash, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks for Apologies, me. it's a bit cold, but you like the outdoors, I so that's why I did it for you. I don't mind. Honestly, um, it's been a pleasure listening to you because you, you've got some fantastic stories. Yep. You really have. Oh, so, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you very much.